0: suddenly I found myself in Bible study with women that were talking about Jesus like he was a real person and that they knew him. Like they had lunch with him earlier today. I mean, they didn't say that, but that's what it felt like. And I was like, whoa, I've never seen this. I am not this good Christian that I think I am. I might check the boxes, but I do not know this Jesus that they know. Uh, not not in that way. There's, there's more for me to know about. And it's just kind of just skyrocketed in my faith over those four years through the ministry of crew as they discipled and showed me the hows and the whys of Christianity.
1: You're listening to episode 101 of the God Center Mom podcast with me, Heather McFadden, and I hope you have had a wonderful Christmas break. I know some of you were a little bit disappointed that there was no episode last week, but I think the majority of you can understand the craziness of the pre-Christmas prep especially for an ENFJ like myself who likes to save most things for the last minute (laughs) so thank you uh, for listening to Jen's episode um, episode 100 and for all your comments and I did contact that giveaway winner that giveaway has ended but this week we have another giveaway so stay tuned to the end of this episode for details about that my guest Katie Orr is fabulous. She's a good friend of mine and she is a mom to three young children. So she understands the challenge of really connecting with God through quiet time when you have lots of kids and not a lot of time and not a lot of energy. She shares in this episode her journey of faith going from just reading through devotionals to where she is now where she's inductively studying the Bible and teaching others on how to do it. She has a passion for women being in God's word. And I love that she shares her Focus 15 method at the end of this show. I think you're going to really like the simplicity of her approach and yet the depth that you get to with Scripture by just taking the same chunk of Scripture and review, doing something new every day with it. Um, I am excited to have Katie on. I'm excited for three new Bible studies she has releasing January 4th, Everyday Faith, Everyday Hope, Everyday Love. And if you want to join her and do one of those studies, she is going to be leading an online Bible study with Everyday Hope that starts January 4th. You can find Katie over at katieor.me, but let's get right to our conversation. Here we go. Hey, Katie. Welcome to the God Cinnamon Podcast.
0: Hey, Heather. So glad to be here. It's fun, right? Yes. Lots of fun. It's, it's always such... fun to talk with you.
1: Well, when we know each other, <laughs> yes. it's even easier. So Katie and I are, are mastermind buddies. We go way back. I used to have a major like blog crush on Katie. When I <laughs> met her for the first funny. time, I'm like, that's Katie. You know, you do this thing, and and then you're like, oh, wait, she's a mom, too, like me, and, like, is real life, like me, and she's seeking God and helping others do that. So I'm so thankful that we could stay friends and be true friends and Mm -hmm. get to chat today about what you're doing.
0: Yeah, when when we first met that time, I was, like, stalking you, though. Oh, really? Yeah, because I was like, I think I want—I don't know her very well, but I think I want her to be a writer. Uh-huh. at Do Not Depart. That was oh, that's a right. that right. So I was like stalking you online and <laughs> trying to figure out what were you all about? And I was so excited I got to meet you because I was like, okay, I can see if she's legit or not.
1: Yeah, total, total anyway, player. Total, you were, to- I
0: mean, within total 10 fake. minutes, I was like, she's legit.
1: Oh, okay, good. I can't Phew.
0: wait. Yes, Phew. you're
1: awesome. Wow. <laughs> I'm excited to have you on the show. And I always have my guests introduce everyone to their family. So why don't you take a second and do that?
0: Uh, Well, I'm Katie Orr. I'm married to Chris, and he's a pastor, Mm -hmm. and we live in small town, rural Kentucky, Harrodsburg. It's beautiful, but it also smells like cows. (laughs) And (laughs) that's a trade-off. I walk outside, and I see this Beautiful landscape. I mean, it's just every time it I is. walk outside, I still, I like can't get over it. It's, but like, then shocking. it's like yeah. the, the wind just hits right and I get a smell of those cows. <laughs> and <laughs> they're not my cows. They're the neighbor's cows. But anyway, um, and we have three kids. Uh, Kenneth is 10. Anna is almost eight. And Michael is five. Wow. And they're great. I uh, homeschool my older two and my energetic five-year-old boy goes to school.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. You've like tried a lot of different combinations. I think yes, that's a wise yeah. one. I think yeah. people give up homeschool. I don't, I'm not homeschool, but people give up from what I hear when they've got the younger ones and it's hard to balance the two. And I think that was a good solution.
0: It's been a good solution. We didn't set out to do it this way, but it's worked out that all of my kids have gone to preschool, some sort of preschool for my own sanity mm-hmm. and then they do kindergarten and it's so great because kindergarten is such a fun year and they learn how to sit down and be quiet and raise their hand and know what school is like. And that's so not what school is like at homeschool, but at least they have that foundation of I got to do work and this is what a teacher is. And this is what a desk and a pencil is. And right. I don't have to teach them how to read and you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Very it works smart out well. for all of you listening and you're thinking of your different options think of that as an option that's a good option
0: Yeah. Um, and
1: I'm sure we could talk for days about being a pastor's wife too like Mm -hmm. I get a lot of emails from pastor's wives and I think that you could have like a whole thing on that and it's such a tricky position because you can't be like it would have to be an anonymous pastor's wife blog or something (laughs) because (laughs) there is so much to be said and so many hard things and yeah. I, I literally things you have said. I've gotten in emails like ten times, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I wish we could just blow it out of the like. Just everybody be free to say, mm-hmm. and that maybe all these congregations could be free to like love these women because it's a silent role mm-hmm. that just you know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, and that's not yeah. the point of our podcast today. I wish it was kind of because there's such a need, but I I don't want to mess up your role where you are. <laughs> <laughs> I w- Like, it's kind of like I want to interview a pastor's wife and do that voice distortion thing. Yeah. You know, like 2020 <laughs> does where the person's all blurred and then they're like, yes. rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> like my robot voice was earlier. Yeah. Like my voice was earlier on uh, when yeah. we tried to Skype. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So you're a pastor's wife and yep. you do Bible study stuff. But like, what's your history with the Bible? How did you, like, where did your passion for God's word start?
0: Yeah. Uh well, it's it's a continual journey, but uh you know, I grew up in Christian school, mm-hmm. so I was always around the Bible mm-hmm. and not necessarily at home, but at you know, just as at school, it was a class. You went to history, you went to science, then you went to Bible, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. so I learned all the you know, kind of like Sunday school answers even though I wasn't in Sunday school. It was, you know, kind of the same thing where yeah. you are learning about Moses and Joseph and all these different stories, uh, but didn't really, I guess I learned some about the Bible. We'd have Bible drills where, you know, you'd yeah. say like Genesis and you would go to Genesis. And the Genesis three five. Yeah, Whoever could find Genesis
1: three first. I loved
0: it. I loved yeah. it. Um, I also had tabs on my Bible, so I don't know how I got away with that. but Cheater. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I would be like, no, I really didn't use it. Nobody <laughs> would. Um, but yeah so it was kind of like just this, and I'm an achiever i love i'm the a I love to get that a and so the bible was was it was just another a for me it was just mm-hmm. another grade it was another achievement mm-hmm. uh to get to learn a ab- not to learn about but to to achieve to to gather and and acquire knowledge i guess um <clears throat> and God has totally used that, but um it really wasn't until my senior year in high school. And God started stirring my heart to see that Christianity is more than the do's and don'ts. It's not about read your Bible, pray, share your faith, be a light. You know, yeah. that's what I thought Christianity was. And he was really kind of showing me through my own sin because <laughs> I was kind of getting tired of being the good girl, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know if this is really worth it, you mm-hmm, know? And mm-hmm. so I just kind of started slipping a little bit. Um, a lot of attitudes, some actions, but just really kind of getting flipped. With my faith, if you want to call it that, yeah. Um, And God just started showing, like, stirring within me that there's something more. I'm not who you think I am, and Christianity is not what you think it is. And I don't know. It just really was the Spirit of God more than anything, of just kind of slapping me across the face in a good way (laughs) way and saying, "Wake up." You know, I am not a a subject to be learned. I'm a person to know and Mm. to fall in love with. And so um, I don't know. It just literally was a stirring. And I remember vividly uh, sometime in my senior year getting up out of my room and just deciding I'm going to the bookstore and I'm going to buy my own Bible. Mm. And I drove to the bookstore. I took my little brother with me and we just picked out this big black leather Bible. And I was so excited. And I felt like I put on my big girl pants, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> this like, faith was okay. your
1: own now. This yes, faith was it no. really, yeah And yeah. It,
0: that's a good way to put it. It really was becoming my own instead of what my teachers were telling me or what I felt like it should be. Mm-hmm. And I just, it was like so exciting. And I brought that Bible home and I sat down on my bed and I opened it up and then I was just kind of like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so it was yeah. a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. Not that God's word was a letdown and not that God was a letdown, but I was let down by myself. And I was that actually needed to happen because I was so – I have tendencies of pride, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I know the Bible. And I know what God's about, and I know how to do this. And I, like, fell flat on my face because mm-hmm. I didn't understand anything that was – that was reading so that was kind of the beginnings of that but it's been a continual process of learning to love God's word
1: more and more so then you you go to college and um you got to be a part and then after college right you got to be a part of a ministry
0: yes yes so I went to it was really God's perfect he really was setting me up for that I didn't yeah. realize that I mean I was so scared to go to I was excited to go to college, but just as it turned out, I grew up in Southern California, and then I was going to Auburn University, which is in Auburn, War Alabama.
1: Eagle. War, War Eagle, War
0: Eagle, yes. And so I knew I didn't know a soul, yeah. Nobody. And I was excited to pick up and start over and just get get out there and go to this big university. But it, I was shaking in my boots because I knew deep down that I did believe in God, but there was a big part of me that wondered can I keep up this walk outside of this safe little Christian school bubble? Mm. You know, what's going to happen when I go to this big public school? I'd never been to public school in my life, but like three days. And so (laughs) seriously, I don't know why it was like, First grade. And I went for three days and my parents pulled me out and put me somewhere else. So something must have happened. (laughs) Something
1: really awful (laughs) happened to you. I don't know. I never heard that story. So, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: but anyway, so I just was really scared and little did I know God was putting me right smack dab in the middle of the Bible Belt. I didn't know what the Bible Belt was, but that – Auburn really is a unique place, at least when I was there. And there's just such a spirit of God there and so many campus ministries that are fabulous. And I got involved in Campus Crusade for Christ. And suddenly I found myself in Bible study with women that were talking about Jesus like he was a real person mm-hmm. and that they knew him. Like they had lunch with him earlier today. I mm-hmm, mean, they didn't say mm-hmm. that, but that's what it felt like. And I was like, whoa, I've never seen this. Yeah. Um, and that was really a, such a good thing for me to see that I am not this good Christian that I think I am. I might check the boxes, but I do not know this Jesus that they know. Mm. Uh, not not in that way. There's, there's more for me to know about. And it's just kind of just skyrocketed in my faith over those four years through the ministry of crew as they discipled and showed me the hows and the whys of Christianity.
1: Mm, that's a good way to put it, the hows and the whys.
0: Yeah, for me it was all the do's and the don'ts.
1: Mm. Wow, do that's this, a really good statement. Right do there.
0: this, don't yeah. do that, don't do that. And I never knew how or why to do those things. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, my type A personality kind of kept me going on the do's and don'ts for a while, but that's what I was saying. I got to this place where I was like, Yeah, I'm kind of sick of this, you
1: know. Yeah. yeah. So that can only take us so long. That's all yeah. our performance, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's our half of it. But the the why the connecting with God and all he's done for us and how to be reminded of all he's done for us. That's, Mm -hmm. that's a bit, that's a different, that's a shift. And I'm sure people listening that they, they may still be at a place or part of a faith community where it's all about the do's and the don'ts. And and maybe that just shook their world. So what were some of the, the whys and the hows that, that motivated you?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, a big, this shift from it being religion to a relationship for Mm. sure. And that was what I was seeing in those girls that I had not experienced. Uh, but also looking at the role of the Holy Spirit in my life, i would never really been taught much about the Holy Spirit.
1: The Forgotten um, God. <laughs> the one yeah, that book yeah. I keep talking about. I forgotten know. One. I still yeah. need
0: to read that book. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. But... It was really just, they talked, I mean, it's, it's Campus Crusade for Christ. So they talk about the whole, the Spirit-filled life all the time and understanding mm-hmm. that you could be a Christian and you can have the Spirit of God in your heart, in your life, but- that you're either a self-centered Christian or you're a God-centered Christian, period. There's no in-between, that mm. God is in control or you were in control. And you could still be saved. You right. can still be, you know, eternally secure uh, with God forever. But we miss out on so much. And I was in that seat. I was in the throne of my life. And I never really thought about giving control. And I mean, I guess I did, but I always heard it in terms of, you know, surrender to God yeah, and have faith. Yeah. You know, I honestly, honestly, in my eighteen-year-old mind, I honestly thought that if I surrendered to God, that I would end up in a hut in Africa with an ugly husband.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm so not joking. <laughs> well, or we think now, like as grown women with husbands, you know, and we're in not in Africa, we think if we surrender, something bad's going to happen to our kids. Yeah, yeah. our husband's going to lose his job. Um, that that surrendering equals something bad is going yeah. to happen.
0: Yeah. apparently really bad to me was living <laughs> oh
1: my know. goodness i
0: have a gorgeous husband now but a gorgeous know,
1: husband with the smell of cows it's similar <laughs> <laughs> it's similar <laughs> yeah. there's a there's not too far miss katie god's a funny guy Okay. What I,
0: what I was missing with that is that it's not about our circumstances, that we could be in the worst circumstances yeah. of our life. But and this is, you know, what we'll talk about later with faith is that it's about being near to God. And mm-hmm. I could be in that hut in Africa and barren and maybe even not married, but still live an incredible, joyful fabulous life because I'm in God's will and because I'm close to him and I know him and I feel his presence or I could have the mansion and all the kids that I wanted and a, you know, incredibly hot husband and who has this big job or whatever, but be miserable because God's not in it, you know? And I didn't, I didn't get that. And, you know, it's just a slow, I still don't, there's still parts of my life that I don't get that, you know, that I think my plan is better, but God's plan is best. And it's about being with God, not about the plan. Well,
1: and like you know, and we've talked about like as we, as we surrender more and we're more in line with Him, the desires change. Yeah, absolutely. what we thought we wanted it doesn't absolutely. doesn't even hold an appeal anymore. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that I think that the circumstances that you may have thought were miserable before are actually what you desire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they brought you to that place of. Um, God's presence. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're in crew. You're doing awesome work there, realizing it's more about a relationship than a religion. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Take connect us there mm-hmm. to where you started this focus 15 study idea.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, well, I told you about that moment on my bed where I mm-hmm. opened the Bible and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know. And yeah. so I think I had like our daily bread or something, you know. So I went to devotionals and that was awesome because then it was like, oh, okay, I can understand this now and somebody's telling me what to do. But I think over time, I mean, a natural response, a natural thing, just like a baby, you know, then they can't be you there's something wrong if you see a 15 year old eating baby food, right? Yeah. You know, and yeah. so I think just as I grew, I I wanted to move on and was so thankful for the devotionals in my life, but really wanted to learn how to study the Bible on my own. And we do a lot of that with with crew with discipling women. And so for I was involved in crew with four, for four years and then I was on staff with Campus Crusade for six years. And okay. so just dis, dis, discipled a lot of women. Um, grew myself as I was discipling them and just really teaching this idea of inductive Bible study method, meaning Okay, that tell we, us
1: that. Yeah, what is that? Yeah. Mean? So
0: we go to the word to see what the word says instead of trying to say, I want to uh I want to make this point, and so I'm gonna find the you know, find where in the word it makes this point and then make that point. I don't know. I so like, a, yeah, no, well, no, but, like saying, <laughs>
1: okay, I want to prove that I'm right on the position of X, Y, or Z. So right. I'm going to go find a verse that supports that, taking it out of context and like just picking a verse. Right. That the words match what I want it to say yes. versus going to the text, reading it for within context, within the mm-hmm. original language mm-hmm. to reveal what God wanted mm-hmm. to say.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And, there, you know, there's nothing wrong inherently with topical studies or topical sermons even, but there's a there's something totally different with just saying, we're going to go to the Word, uh, not with an agenda, mm-hmm. but we're going to go, you know, study the book of James and just see what God tells us up through it, you know, yeah. instead of trying to look for something specific. So we study it in such a way that we observe what's there mm-hmm. without any preconceived notions, you know, and looking, like you said, at the the context of why was this written and who wrote it and uh, what, what was the original language there and, and really coming to observe instead of coming to make a
1: point. Um, well, and I think what, because you'd mentioned the Holy spirit earlier, and I think in doing it that way, Every time you go to the book of James, the Holy Spirit may reveal a new
0: Mm -hmm.
1: word or um, something that God wants to say to you that day in that circumstance that that allows you to keep studying the same book of the Bible sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like how many times have you read some books and then on one day it just hits yeah, because of the Holy Spirit being shining a light in it in a way that you hadn't grasped before?
0: Yeah. 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 It's incredible. And actually, the first studies that I did that were really um, a a big shifter for me was it was in college. And I I, I noticed this pattern in my life that You know, as long as I was in a Bible study, I was doing pretty good, like a group Bible study. Yeah. You know, I would I was doing pretty good. And then that that group study would end or, you know, as a student, I was always in a small group and then summer would hit. And then it was like, oh, everything fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The holidays,
1: holidays, people are like or any kind of break in a Bible study. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that all the time. Yeah.
0: And, And I don't think, you know there's nothing in the Bible that says you have to have a quiet time every day in the morning for one hour and you must study this way. You know, like if anything, the command is do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. You know, so we cannot mean that to say we have to have our Bibles open day and night because we can't live. We would not be able to fulfill our our duties as as mom, as wife, as whatever jobs you have. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't be literally in the Bible all day long, but we can't have the word of God on our hearts, on our minds, on our lips. Yeah. And it's through that continual study and through scripture memory and through posting things up around the house and just having those constant reminders of who God is. Cause that's the point. The point is not to become a Bible scholar. The point is to know God better. Mm-hmm. And so whatever that looks like for each of us, but I mean, obviously, if you've been in any sort of Bible study that was somewhat successful, you see the benefit of being there because it helps you keep your mind on the word of God all day long. And so there's such a place for that. And God has created us for community and to open the word within community. Um, But then so the cycle of you know, kind of being a Bible study junkie, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and I had to be in something. And if I wasn't, then I just kind of freaked out or then I would find something. I think it was Elizabeth George, maybe the, oh, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, that.
1: yeah. I mean, it's I like, I did,
0: I did like all seven of them. And then I was like, no, what do I do? <laughs> like
1: I'm you like, become Man. a, you become a, um yeah, a fan, a super fan of certain Bible study writers. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like and a Beth Moore, all you want to do is Beth Moore. Yeah. He
0: yeah. totally used it. I learned so much from those, but yeah. I was unable to make the jump from being dependent on somebody else to tell me what to think about scripture.
1: Mm, yes. Yes.
0: <clears throat> so the thing that really shifted my um, perspective, I don't know where I got this idea, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to study through the Bible. Mm. And, I, I, and, and I started using, actually, I did not do that first. This, what it was is I picked up this study by Kay Arthur. Yeah. And it's on, I can't, I think it's called Teach Me Your Ways. I don't remember, but it's it's a study on the first five books of the Bible. And she walks you through this inductive study method that helps you go. You go literally word to word to word to word to word. You know, you read every verse. You study every verse. And her commentary is very uh, minimal. Uh, It's very academic, but it was just right up my alley. And I loved it. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to keep going. And after I finished those, that it was one book that was five different studies in it. I just kept going. And I thought, you know, this is this needs to be my default so that when I am not in a Bible study with women and I'm, you know, finished the Bethmore study or I finished whatever was going on, then I need to go back to my default. Yeah. And I did that. And I actually that was back in 1999. Mm. And I just continue to do that. I never finished it. Last time it was Acts. You know, like just so every time I, I I guess so much lately with writing and I've always been in groups, I've not had a lot of downtime, but when I have downtime, I go back to that default. And that was, has been very fruitful for me to have that default and to learn, to look at God's word inductively instead of being dependent on somebody else to tell me what to think about it.
1: So you can go to any any portion of scripture and then you can you can study it and so then how did you create this focus 15 because what's awesome about um, I'll tell y'all about Katie's method uh, the focused 15 method is it's 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that just appeals to all of us right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. in fast food society. It's like <laughs> let's get it and go. But you know, yeah. if you're not doing it at all because it's in, uh, a barrier to entry is time, and you're thinking, oh, I I really want to be in God's word, but I just don't have time. Well,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: excuse, you know, I feel like it's where your priorities are, and you really you could make 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, you could, you really could, and yeah. go with the hello mornings crowd and get mm-hmm. up 15 minutes earlier go to bed 15 minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so tell us about Focus 15. What what does so, it involve?
0: Yeah, Focus 15 is an inductive study method, and it's really morphed over four or five years. And it's been out of, you know, years of discipleship, with crew, with college students, but then making the shift to ministry towards moms and towards busy women, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, college students that we have all sorts of time, you know, <laughs> well, and, they, yeah, I don't even and know all of was. a sudden, even my own life of being able to dig into the word in such deep ways and then having kids and it like rocked my world. You know, mm-hmm. I like, I couldn't, I could have all day long would to do nothing with this little baby, but I couldn't find 15 minutes to get in the word. It was mm-hmm. such a shock to me mm-hmm. because my mind mentally, you know, that mommy brain and the you're just tired and, Mm -hmm. oh, it was just such a shift. So I think from that moment on, it was like this, I've got to figure out a way to do this. I can still do this. It's just got to look different. And so over my, through my own, uh, with that background of understanding inductive, study method and how transformational that was for me, then working with Hello Mornings and writing studies for that, just really getting a heart for where women are at today and what we need, but what we feel like, you know, we feel like we don't have the time. So we've got to make Bible study. um, ah, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Approachable, I guess, and, and doable. And I feel like there's this, there's devotionals and then there's these really academic studies or really long studies. So Mm. this is designed to go deep. So it's more than a devotional. You're not going to have somebody telling you what to think about the word. Or like a Jesus
1: calling is really popular because it's a one page and then they can read the three scriptures that go with it. And a lot of people, that's like what they meditate on all day or or they'll reference all day. But it is someone else Mm. who's connected with God and been told what to write.
0: Yeah, and, yeah.
1: And so, yeah, I do think you're right. Like a quick but your own time with God, your own Holy Spirit-led yeah. time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so that's the heart of the Focus 15 Method is to help people go to the Word for themselves and hear directly, go directly to the source. And so it, the Focus is an acronym. F is Foundation. And so the way this works, the way each study works, is that we take a passage of Scripture, you know, maybe around 10 verses, and we, we study that over a week's time. And so instead of trying to go through something really quickly, we're going to try to go through it over and over and over again and go through it slowly to try to try to get as much out of it as we can. So we're kind of peeling back the layers. And I like to think about it like you're putting on a different pair of glasses each day. Mm, So we're going to read like, for example, um, 1 Corinthians 13 is one of the studies that uh, is coming out, Everyday Love. And so 1 Corinthians 13 is only 13 verses. So the first day is F, and that's foundation week, the foundation day. And that day, all we're doing is reading it. Mm. And there, I mean, it's really open to however you want to do this. You could read it aloud, you could read it in your head, you could write it down. I think that is a really a a helpful thing to slow down and enjoy every word. That's the point of that first day is to just slow down. And you're not trying to figure it all out. You're just trying to see what's you are just starting the process of seeing what's there. Um, Some people like to diagram sentences. Like if you have that bent and you like that diagramming sentences, there's so much to learn there. I mean, like fourth grade English class, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm doing it right
1: now. I'm in fourth grade right now.
0: Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> my oldest. My oldest, yeah. Yes. And there's so much. To li- now, if that like scares you, don't do it. You know, just some people love to read it out loud. You could read it in a couple different versions. Okay. Um, but even just doing that, there's so much to be seen. Okay. Um, and so it's just kind of dipping our toes in the water is that first day. The second day is O, oh, which is observation. And that's when we start looking at truths, promises, and or commands. Um, just looking at what's true about God in this passage? Is is God mentioned here? What's true can, that I can see about his character? Or what what does this have to do with me? You know, what can mm-hmm. I learn from this about, What's true
1: about me yeah, in, it, in Christ, whatever exactly. it would be. Yeah. yeah, what's
0: true about me in Christ. Now, if you're looking at 1 Corinthians 13, though, there's not, you may not see anything about God or anything about um, what's true about me in Christ, but you're gonna learn a lot about love, right? So mm. it's just learning to ask the right questions. Yeah. And in the studies, I help, you guide ask those that, right questions. yeah, yeah. But the the goal of each of those studies is that after you've gone through two, three, four of them, that you could really go to any place in the Bible and study for yourself. That's really my heart. These are like it,
1: training. These are like training tools, yes, like to yeah. kind of do the process, um, but with you still kind of holding a hand. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah it's. I definitely. Hold your hand through it. So I give you the questions. Like, okay, here's a chart to fill out. What do you What do you see about love here? Just mm-hmm. write down what you see, and that's all it is. You're just looking. You're seeing what's there. That's it. Um, you're not trying to make any interpretation. Probably the biggest Bible study uh, faux pas. Maybe I don't want to call it a mistake because I don't think there's any mistake in you know being in the Word. But I think that probably the the biggest place that we kind of mess up. Is that we read the Bible and then say, oh, well, this is what it means. Mm-hmm. And that's how we get people drinking Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Because those people use the word to say that this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and for outside looking in, we'd say, no way. That's so wrong. That's so wrong. But – they really believed that. I mean, you've got kooky people saying kooky things based on what the Bible says. Yeah. And we have to be so careful. I know that's an extreme example, but there's things we do every single day because we read the Bible and go, oh, that's what it means. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and misinterpret. we don't interpret. Do yeah. yeah, we misinterpret. And so that's this, this, oh, is like, you're just gathering information. You're just looking at what's there.
1: You're not trying um, to draw the conclusion yet. Right. It's yeah. not yet. Yeah. Uh,
0: And so then the next day is like, again, we're going to take those glasses off and we're going to put another pair of glasses on. We're going to read the passage again. And then C is clarification. And that's where we're going to look at clarifying the original meaning and looking at what does this word love actually mean? What does this word faith actually mean? Mm -hmm. And um, in the studies, I teach you how to easily with free there's so much we live in such an incredible age of technology right now especially when it comes to bible study that you don't need to spend a dime and you don't need to go to seminary and you can still look
1: up the original greek or hebrew word of yeah i loved it is it you that told me about the strong's <coughs> word concordance app or somebody did mm-hmm. i don't know who did me I, I think yeah. i don't know who did but it's helped me mm-hmm. hugely like i'll see a word on me like i'm curious what the greek is for this or what's yes. the hebrew for this and where else is it used Like that. And this app, like, you can pull up any scripture. I mean, it's King James. But Mm -hmm. you can pull up any scripture and find all that, like, with a touch. It's amazing.
0: It is really amazing. And you don't have to know... You know, there's some words where, you know, I still have to go to my husband who's been to seminary and be like, I don't get this, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we have commentaries or husbands that have to seminary, you know, but I have not gone to seminary, but I, over time, I feel like I can, with confidence, go to a Hebrew concordance, like, or a, a Greek or Hebrew concordance, like Strong's and... Read it and go, oh, okay, that's what that, that's a, it's a, it gives us a fuller meaning for the word. Now, mm. if that totally intimidates you and you're like, I don't want to even touch that with a 10 foot pole, use a dictionary. Yeah. I mean, just as simple as looking up this word justification, condemnation. I mean, things yeah. that are like not our everyday vernacular. Then we might just
1: skip over and be like, yes. I don't, I don't really know what that means, but uh, I'm just going to move on. But if you've dedicated a whole day just to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You and rewrite it. it in those words. Or, yeah. you know, just really bring it. The idea is that we're kind of giving it we're filling it out and, and giving it a fuller meaning to cause it's so hard. I mean, just like where we have a hard time explaining a situation or you, you feel like you want to take a picture of something and you just can't capture. Yeah. You cannot capture the actual. I did that yesterday. I walked out to the cow patty, whatever. Yes. you know, I was like, "Oh my gosh, the sunset is amazing," and I wanted to take a picture and share it on Instagram because that's what you do. When that's, you what see you do.
1: that's what you do. That's what you do. I, I tried to do it of a full moon, and it it just wouldn't work. Yeah,
0: yeah, it wouldn't work. I was like, I didn't even share it because it didn't do it justice. No, we can't and give it just, glory. No, yeah. and so it's just like that when when somebody's trying to. Write down what God's about. I mean, come on. Or we can't down. box
1: them in too much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: so they're trying to just pick this one word and to to bring that to that. So when you look at where else it is used in in scripture, it really brings a bigger, a, a fuller meaning to that. And you can see that in those concordances. It just well, it's and it's just beautiful.
1: interesting, even like uh, I'm doing the Revelation study with BSF and we're talking about the Church of Laodicea and how they're the lukewarm ones and, and Jesus says he'll spit them out. But when you look at the context of where they lived and how their water came from these pipes, these aqueducts, and when by the time it actually got to their city, it was lukewarm mm. and it would actually make them vomit. And that word spit up, the original uh, Greek, is more like a vomit.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's not
1: just like a little spitting out. Like It's like, if you're making me throw up. Like it's so like, violently
0: ill. <laughs> you're making the- me ill here.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think that there is even like again that context too of knowing that that there's certain words nowadays we say so easily that we need our urban dictionary. You know, like that there's a there's a way that that meant back then that 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 yeah. writer chose to have that meaning anyway. Yeah. Okay, what's you?
0: So that was that. Yeah, that was, that was C. C. So you is utilization and kind of goes. It, it's a natural. Uh, flow from C in that we look at where else are these words used. So um, some of that we may see when we do the the clarification, but we just use our cross-references, and most study Bibles have them. If you have a slimline Bible, which, you know, just like a small one, it may not have that in there, but there are tons of free online sites that you can do that as well very easily. Um, And so you can just use those, it's those little letters, you know, if you see like a little Z next to faith or something, and then you look at the center of your Bible, a lot of times you can see, oh, this. Other it'll, references. Yeah, yeah, it'll say, oh, go over here to Genesis or go here to Hebrews or something. Yeah. And so you, I like to think of it as just chasing the rabbit trails and see where it takes you. And sometimes you follow it and it's like, oh, okay, it says the same thing. And sometimes you go, oh, whoa, that was talking about when Jesus said this, you know, like it it really, you kind of connect the dots Mm -hmm. because the, the Bible is one big story. And that was something I did not get growing up. I thought it was just like this random collection of things, but it is one big story that is telling the same story. It's all one big pointing to, what God has done and what God is doing. And so when we connect the dots and see all of the different threads in this tapestry that God is weaving, and we see that this thread connects to this thread and it's beginning to make this picture. And that's what we're doing on utilization is just following those cross references and see, see what we learn. That's
1: cool. All right. S what's S?
0: S is summation, and that's just the summary. That's where we start pulling everything together. And we start making the interpretation, and we start making the application. So this is a day where, you know, in my studies, I usually give you some some questions to think through. Uh, but it's also a day, if you're still stuck on something, to go ahead and look at the study note Um the you know, the notes in your study bible or look up a commentary. And I I really recommend for people to wait on that. I think it's so easy to uh read it and then go straight to the to the study notes and be like, okay, this is what this means. But, you know, it's we it's just like something that when we do the work on our own, it means so much more. And we might come to the same we should come to the same conclusion as the, you know, John Wesley or, you know, whoever, you know, these Spurgeon, you know, we can go to these commentaries and they've spent their lives work studying the Bible. So hopefully what we come to matches with them and we should do that just to double check that we are not like misinterpreting this. Mm -hmm. But it means so much when we've dug it. It means more when we've dug it for ourselves than Uh, if someone else tells us, and so summation just is kind of tying the bow and, um, double checking our answer, so to speak, and then beginning to look at, okay, what have I learned and how does it make a difference in my day? Because if we go to the Bible and we just learn a bunch, and then we just put the Bible down and walk away and we look no different, that something's not right with that picture. Mm -hmm. And so we are meant, our lives are meant to be changed because of God's word. So yes, that's the focus
1: method. Love it. Okay. And so. Coming up this year, 2016, mm-hmm. you have big launch launches happening. Not lunches. Not, not to lunches, be confused no. with lunch. Yes. But launches. Tell us about it. What's coming out?
0: There's three studies, Everyday Faith, Everyday Hope, and Everyday Love. They are three separate studies or four-week studies using the focus method. Um, on everyday faith, everyday hope, and everyday love. So everyday faith is a study through Hebrews 11, which is kind of the hall of faith where there's, you know, by faith so-and-so did this and by faith so-and-so did that. So looking at what can we learn from them and what does that mean for us and how can we live out everyday faith. Um, Everyday hope is um, a bit more topical in that we, we do just study the four passages or three passages, but we're looking at, we're trying to define what is biblical hope. And it's really a Bible study of our salvation. Like, why do we experience hopelessness? It's either because we really don't get the gospel or we're forgetting the gospel. Mm. Um, and then the last one is love, everyday love. And that's on 1 Corinthians 13. So we're going to use the Focus 15 method through those passages um, and asking the question, God, what do you want me to know about everyday love?
1: Well, and what I think, you know, sometimes people be like, oh, I already know what 1 Corinthians 13 says. I've been to a Mm -hmm. lot of weddings. I know what it says. And so that's what I really like is that you're taking a passage that's familiar Mm -hmm. and asking them to see it with new eyes for God to really shine a light in a new way and speak to them. And um, so that's really I love that. I love love what you were even just telling me a little bit about like everyday faith, um, just really what that means for us sometimes faith is thrown around faith, 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 but we don't like, what does that really mean
0: mm-hmm.
1: for my days? And so um, how would you define that?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, looking in Hebrews, especially there's this, these two words that keep coming up and it's called, it's drawing near mm. the, com- the command is over and over again, drawn near. It's mm. not go have faith, go be faithful, but it's draw near. So drawing near to the presence of God is what that is. And so Over and over again, you know, and and when you look at Hebrews 11, you think, okay, by faith, Abel did this, and he offered a sacrifice that was better than Cain, and uh, Noah, by faith, built an ark and mm-hmm. Sarah, by faith, believed God that she could have a baby. And, you know, you could go down the list and go, what the heck does that have to do with me? I'm not yeah. going to build an ark. I've already yeah. got babies. You know, like there's no
1: sacrifices system anymore. Yeah, yeah,
0: I don't have to do sacrifices. So why is this in here and mm-hmm. how does this have to do to me? And the, the common denominator in all of those situations were not the actions, but the heart mm-hmm. that the heart was, I don't get it. I don't, there's a big part of me that doesn't believe I'm ever going to have a baby and that you're going to fulfill this promise, but I'm going to draw near to you anyway. And that's the faith. That's the faith that Sarah exhibited. That's the faith that, that Abel said, I offer this to you because I want to be near to you. It wasn't about what it wasn't because one of them was fruit and one of them was meat. It that's not, it was, it was all about the heart of, of the sacrifice. One Abel was giving it because he wanted to be near God. Cain was giving his sacrifice because he wanted to prove himself, you know? And so it's, it's all about that drawing near to the presence of God. Faith is not the do or die moments. I like to think of it as like Indiana Jones in that, <laughs> in that scene of uh, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched this, it, it's been out <laughs> for
1: 30 years. But, you know, we, we like movies, Katie and I. Yeah, yeah.
0: At the end of oh, what is it? The the Indiana Jones and the which Winners of
1: the Lost Ark. No, which it's one? the one
0: where he has to fill all these like um, goodness.
1: Gracious. Is it the cups? Yes,
0: I think. Yeah, he's trying to find the Holy Grail. And the Grail that
1: looks like the wooden one is the one that's the real one. They're all fancy, but he picks the one that was probably more like a carpenter's one.
0: Yeah, and he has this, like, he has all these, like, things he's got, these puzzles. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: and so he gets to this place where he's standing on a cliff, and he's Mm -hmm. got to get to the other side. And his father, right before he dies, says... I think he died. Did he right? die? No, know. he
1: doesn't die. He doesn't die. I don't die.
0: remember. know he remember.
1: didn't it's die. He's there. So
0: long since I've seen this movie. Yeah. But there's this part where he is like, I got to get to the other side. And his father says, have faith. Mm, right? Mm. And so he, what does he do? He has faith and he closes his eyes and he steps off. And like two feet down, there's this. Bridge that he didn't see. It was camouflaged, right? Yes. And, and I think a lot of times I, I felt like that was faith, right? Mm. That's that surrender. I just got to step off. And if God makes me be in a hut in Africa, then so be it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that, this is, they always have to be these big moments, but they're not that, that our faith is displayed in the everyday. Mm. And it's not these in, Indiana Jones moments, um, but it's every day of. What do I do here in this situation? I'm going to draw near. I don't understand it, but I b- I want to be with God. And so we draw near.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, yeah. Well,
1: you're not going to believe it. But what? In, in my morning time this morning, I uh-huh. literally heard God say draw near. I'm not even mm-hmm. kidding. I don't make mm-hmm. this stuff up. But that is what the words he said. And I was like, all right. All right. I got it. I got it. But that that is it. That mm-hmm. is it. And that is what being in his word does. It mm-hmm. It is sh- his. His love is attractive. His His sacrifice on our behalf to be with us is attractive. And when we actually go to his word and actually see that that's what he's about, the great rescue, we want to draw near. We Mm -hmm. want to be more in that because there's true peace. There's true joy no matter the circumstances. That is where the money's at (laughs) in his presence. So I love that. I love that you took all this energy and time and experience and all that you've learned yourself and created these studies for us to kind of disciple women to draw near to God. So Katie, you, you're the boss. You're the, you're the awesome sauce right there. (laughs) You are. (laughs) Thank you so much for just talking through it with us and just guiding us through this whole, what does it mean to be and have an inductive study and how we can know God truly know God better. So thank thank you. you
0: for having me. It's an honor. And, um,
1: when I is keep the saying first thing? that I'm okay. super
0: excited about these studies and I want to throw up all at the same time. Like <laughs> <laughs> mean, I mean, it's like, this is a dream I didn't even realize I had. And every step closer I get, I'm like, yes, yes, this is what I'm born to do. I love this. But I'm like, oh, my God, I think, it, I think it's my flesh wants to say, what if people hate it and what oh, if wow. it just tanks? But it doesn't matter because yeah. I have drawn near to God mm-hmm. in writing these studies and I have gotten so much out of writing them that it doesn't matter like the work is already done and and so anyway but i'm still kind (laughs) of (laughs) nauseous so everyone to say a quick prayer for katie if you're listening you can do that
1: we can all support katie um (laughs) so when does the first one come out so everyone can keep their eyes open i'll put links um, all
0: three of them come out january 4th
1: january 4th
0: it's a good way to start the new year yeah so head out to lifeway or your local bookstore and amazon
1: Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's the yeah. that's where we need to get them. Yeah. That's where, the, that's where it is. That's where it's at. All right. Thanks, Katie, so much. I hope Help you her. have a great, great day. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Great stuff, right? And now we all can do this inductive Bible study. You know what that word means now. And for those of you interested, you can win a copy of Everyday Hope, that is coming out January 4th, and the online Bible study will start January 4th and go till the 29th. If you want, go over to GodCenterMom.com and leave a comment, and that's your entry. The giveaway will end that Saturday, January 3rd, so I can notify the winners. Yes, I said winners because it'll be two listeners that will win copies of Everyday Hope. Isn't that fun? And uh, I also wanted to let you know, in this episode, I mentioned really wanting to do <laughs> have a a pastor's wife on and talk to a pastor's wife and have the voices be distorted and all that. Well, here's the good news. I found two pastor's wives, one who contacted me and um, she was wanting some advice and some help. And so she and I've already chatted and already recorded our interview. And then one of Katie Orr's friends who runs a site, Flourish, for pastor's wives, she and I are going to record an interview. And so it's going to be another That's Me episode for pastor's wives. So If you are a pastor's wife or you know a pastor's wife and you want to encourage them, that episode will be coming out uh, mid to late January. So get excited. I hope y'all have a good rest of your break and a happy, happy end to the year. And I will talk to you next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with He, go to Godcentermom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping Him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and He is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.